I'm going to get to the scripture probably halfway through my message. So don't y'all turn me off when I, because I don't open up with scripture, but just keep listening. But I am going to open up in prayer. Father, first of all, I just thank you for you. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you, Lord God, that you uh, love us so much, Father God, that you do things that we need before we even know we need it. Lord God, you answer prayers that we have not even prayed yet. Some things are just things that we think, and you hear our thoughts, and you honor those. So I thank you for that. I thank you, Father God, for this body, Father God, and Papa that leads this body, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that is a man that is after your own heart. I thank you, Father God, as him and Mom are together, Father God, I ask for refreshing, restoring. Uh, I don't ask for a fresh anointing because he walks in anointing, but I ask, Lord God, that that anointing be smeared even more anew. That when he comes back, Father God, it'll be a different glow on his face and a different uh, pep in his step. I ask, Father God, that uh, as he's going into the second chapter of his life, Father God, in the ministry, Father God, that you would show him a tenth of what you just showed me, the effect that he has had in the kingdom, the lives that he has changed and touched, the revelation that he has brought forth, Father God. And I ask, Father God, that you story showed him that this weekend. And Father God, then I thank you for this house. I thank you for those who are here. Holy Spirit, you have already started doing what you need to be doing here this morning. You have already started ministering. You have already started preparing. So I thank you for coming in and finishing up what you do. <laughs> we can't do nothing without you. Our big brother Jesus told us that himself, it was vital that he go, that he can send you back. So I thank you for continuing your work in this place this morning. But it's not just to be here this morning, but for we leave out of here. So I thank you for all of this in the precious name of your son, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Good morning. Woo. Most of the time I got to do housekeeping and everything else. I ain't got to do none of that. And I do pace. So y'all just go out to go with me <laughs> as I go back and forth. So it'll be okay. And I told y'all to get to the scriptures in a minute. But when uh, Papa called me to... Uh, Asked me would I minister, and I was quick to say yes, and I thank you for the honor. And got off the phone, and God said, I got a topic that you're going to talk about. I said, well, that's easy. I ain't got to worry about it. You gave me a topic already. It was fight the good fight. Hmm. Fight the good fight. Okay, fight the good fight. I said, I'm going to write that down. I wrote it down, headed on out to Motri, and he started showing me fight. I know y'all didn't come in here this morning to hear about a fight, but you're going to hear about a fight. You're going to hear about some fighters. So y'all just bear with me, like I said, because we're going to get to the scriptures in a little bit, but I want you to hear what's going on because he was showing me, because I like boxing. I know I'm not supposed to like boxing. It's a violence board, and we're not supposed to be looking at things like that, but I like boxing. And I like the old boxing. I knew Cassius Clay before he was Muhammad, but I used to really like this guy they call Iron Mike. Y'all remember Iron Mike? I ain't talking about Mike Tyson, y'all, because y'all know Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is not Iron Mike. Iron Mike put fear into people. Iron Mike used to throw a punch, and people used to fall down from the punch coming by. Iron Mike. I like Iron Mike. But what I didn't think about those fighters until Iron Mike became Mike Tyson, they had to prepare to fight. Now, 
Before, our Mike used to go to a training camp about six months to a year out. He'll change his diet. He'll change the people that was around him that were speaking into his ear. He'll, he'll do so many things to get ready for this fight. He'll do world work to build up his endurance and all this stuff. And get ready to go out and fight. When Iron Mike became Mike Tyson. He fought this guy called Buster Douglas. He ain't prepared nothing. That brother didn't train. He ain't changed his diet. He had situations going on in his life, and he wasn't thinking about what he was going to do. He thought Buster Douglas was going to be an easy fight. He thought Buster was going to be a pushover. Now, Mike wasn't training, but Buster was training. Buster's mom had just passed. Buster started getting his diet together. Buster started running. Buster started doing stuff. So they got over, that probably in Tokyo, Japan, somewhere like that. They got overseas. Fight started. Mike didn't look like Iron Mike. He looked like Mike. <laughs> that brother looked like I can beat him. Man. I've been fighting shape right now. Y'all still in fighting shape, right? <laughs> so, hey. <laughs> but that brother got in that ring, and Buster hit him. And Buster hit him for real. And Buster didn't seem like a pushover. It's like, man, I should have prepared a little better for this one. He kept going. Buster was getting stronger as the rings went, the rounds went on, and Mike was getting weaker. Next day we knew, I saw Mike down there trying to find his mouthpiece, put it in his mouth. He was knocked out. And I'm like, what happened to my iron Mike? Buster then took him out. Man, preparing to fight the good fight. Prepare to fight a good fight. Man. My word tell me that the fight we fight is not against uh, flesh and blood, but against principalities and different things. In the day and age that we're living in right now, it's a lot of different things going on. And I was asking God as uh, time went on, and I said, okay, who do you really want me to minister to this morning? Because you know I want to minister as in pulling people out and calling people out. He said, I want you to minister to everybody coming in the house this morning. He said, because everybody that's coming in the house right now, they're going through a fight. He said, they're going through a fight, and that fight is punching them like Buster Punk, Mike, Punch Mike, Iron Mike. Knocked him back into Mike Tyson. Iron Mike left all out of You talk to Mike Tyson today, Mike Tyson is so passive. He ain't Iron Mike. But he said, my people are going through fights. He said, I want them to learn to fight the good fight. He said, because they're fighting. But they've been hit so many times, some of them want to put their arms down. Some of them want to go back to the ring and say, man, I got to sit there for a minute. I don't want to get back up and go back in that ring. I want to sit down just a little bit longer. I don't want to go back. He said, you tell my people. Started this morning. I love it. Crawford came up and asked me, he said, you want to pull the people up and pray for them now? I said, no, God says it's going to marinate. It's marinating. Jenny said, God gave her the songs before she even started singing. And my promises are yes and amen. They are. But you haven't been fighting a good fight. You've been getting beat up on. And I want you to just get beat up on. I want you to know you can put your arms up and you can block something. You can call my Holy Spirit down. You can charge my angels to go here and there. I want you to fight the good fight. Because the enemy is coming at you. You know why he's coming at you, right? He's scared of you. (laughs) When I was talking to y'all about Iron Mike Tyson, I told you people were scared of Iron Mike. Just his name. That brother was intimidating people by his name. Come on now. We're the sons and daughters of the Most High God. <laughs> Shouldn't 
the enemy be intimidated by our name? Because we want to come and fight with Marty. Rewind. Back that up. We want to come and fight with Martin Luther. It's different when you're going to come and fight with Marty. Because Martin Luther going to come legit. Marty going to come laid back. Martin Luther going to come and say, look, man, I got all the heaven with me. <laughs> but even more than that, I got my big brother Jesus. And I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. All things. All things. So when he come at Martin Luther, it's different than coming at Marty. Now, I'm going to tell you, sometimes I can get to that point that I ain't fighting a good fight and I want to be Marty and I want to sit on my back deck. And I want to remember all the stuff that I done got beat up on. And I want to reminisce and take an assessment and say, why me, God? I'm trying to do all I can for you. Why me? Why me, Lord? What's going on with me? You, you told me if I answer and I be obedient that everything's going to be fine. So why do I want to sit on this back deck? He said, because she's tired of training, you lazy rascal. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're tired of training. Man. <laughs> y'all, I'm finna tell y'all a little about me right now. What stage of life I'm on. And my uh, image of God family know this because they know I've been talking about it. I'm trying to get myself in fighting shape for real. I, I want to be able to button both buttons and sit down with them button. Y'all know what I'm talking about? So, hey, <laughs> I want to be able to button both buttons, sit down, and be able to breathe and do what I want to. So probably about two months ago, I started thinking about juicing. <laughs> blue-green algae there, Becky. I was thinking about some blue-green algae. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> but I told them last week when I started thinking about juicing, they open up this uh, cinnamon-holic thing over there by Goodwill. And them cinnamon buns and them huge buns. And I, I was like, why am I craving cinnamon rolls and buns when I wanted to start getting in shape? Like, dude, you, ain't, you can't be sweet anyway. I'm going to get me a bun. I told them I would have got me a dry bun with some walnuts. They ain't put no icing on it because I couldn't have it. So that's what we ate. But this week, I said, I'm going to the gym. We're going to the Y. I'm going to work out. I got a little friend of mine. She about 4'1". Me and her went and did a workout. Did by 45 minutes, and I felt good about myself. Put my chest out because I'm getting in fighting shape. Hey, hey, getting that figure back. We good. I looked at some classes at the Y. I said, we're going to try one of these classes next week. The lady said, boy, they're just ending up right now. I said, really? She said, yeah. So the girls walked out the class. They were telling us about the class, and I saw a bunch of mature, beautiful Men and women. And they was at a class called Silver Sneaker. I said, Silver Sneaker? I said, we can go at Silver Sneaker. Let's go at the Silver Sneaker. We'll just get ready for next week with Silver Sneaker. I got in that class. And them beautiful men and women that I thought it was Silver Sneaker class that it was going to be easy for me to do. And when I watched them and looked at what they was doing and was out of breath and was huffing and was puffing, and we're saying, why in the world did I do this? And why in the world am I trying to come in here? And these people don't look like they're supposed to be out doing anything with me. And I said, I'm supposed to be ahead of this class. I'm supposed to be the one walking around with my chair. I just feel good. I just worked out. My, my stuff pumped up. They kicked my behind. I left out of there. I said, we need to go. We need to go down and get us something to eat. I said, we, we need to get up out of here. So tell a little self. Tell a little self. So. Part of that, God said, I'm going to teach you a lesson because you thought they was uh, 
a little more, oh, you just got a little more age than you, and you was going to take them out, didn't you? So I sure did. I was going to go in there and show them out in their class. He said, no, they, they go to class every day. What? He said, you came in here last Friday, you here this Friday. He said, they go to class every day. He said, they up here smiling at you, cheering you on to go do stuff. He said, but they're constantly training. They're constantly ready. He said, so they're training for their health to be better. He said, you want to be better. You can't just come in here on Friday. can't just come here on Sunday. You, you just can't train when, it, when you think you look good in front of everybody, and I'm going to show what, what's going on with me. It's when I changed my diet. Because even when I said I was ready to go eat, I still had to go find a salad. I wanted a cheeseburger, but I wouldn't have found a salad. <laughs> so, but the thing was, he was saying your training and your conditioning is going to build you up for what I want you to do. He said, you're talking a physical thing, but I'm talking a spiritual thing, my son. He said, your training and your condition is going to build you up for what I want you to do. <laughs> my wife had me doing some spring cleaning yesterday. <laughs> I don't like what she wants to do stuff because she throw away stuff that I like. <laughs> and I'm this guy that I don't like to buy stuff that I already have stuff. And so when she was pulling out boxes and throwing them away, and I'm like, that box ain't even open. 2016, baby. That box ain't open. I know it's 2016, but you ain't got to throw it away. She threw it away. So we clean it out. But then after I took out some of those garbage bags, I looked around my house. And on my dining room table, there was an old book open like this one. And in my television room, there were two more books open like that. And then I looked in the living room where I had done Bible study, and there was books open. Now, the books that was open were all the Bible. And I was thinking to myself, I got all these Bibles open to different things? He said, because you're always in something different, looking for something different, asking me for something and seeking out something. He said, you're always talking to me about something. He said, I'm trying to show you in your house now. Your norm is I got a book here trying to figure out what the mysteries are in this book. Training. Not to preach. I'm training for a life in a sprint, a, a marathon, a thing that we do in the kingdom. because called advancing the kingdom. And I, I got to not just fight. I got to also help other people to fight. Come on. Should be afraid of your name. When you say, uh, that's a Christian. When I say Ivory, the devil should be trembling. He said, Ivory, Lucas, whoa. We don't need to be messing with him. He said, they're going to call Ivory. Ivory going to hook up and pray with him. What? Sean, Sean going to talk to somebody? No, not Sean. devil should be getting afraid when I'm calling them names out like that. Because you've been training all along. But you ain't training for natural things. You ain't training for yourself. You're training to advance the kingdom. The time where our world's going through right now, man, they need somebody that's really in this word and that's really for real. See, my brother got up here and he was talking about the Gideons. He was talking about the Bible. So I stood over and I started crying. Because he said something about Christians. He said, ain't nobody ever explained that thing that's simple to me before. Huh, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of the testimony, not living a life unto death. The brother just gave a testimony about explaining the word of God to someone that changed their whole life. He gave a testimony about some, a young man that disobeyed his father, not for something wrong, but for something right, that saved his whole family. Word of testimony. That's part of training. My brother's over here from uh, the EMC, Evans Memorial Camp. I love them brothers. You know I love y'all, right? <laughs> I was out ministering to them brothers. Y'all know some uh, worship like we got this morning. Come out on one Friday down there to Lakeland. And uh, is the camp out there? 
and, and you, you'll know where it is because the Holy Spirit and everything's out there and it's lit up on Friday night and you'll just feel the presence of God when you walk on that campus. But them brothers were singing red letters and had me crying one night. Everybody said, what red letters? Y'all know the song Red Letters, right? That song just had me going. But them brothers sung that song and they just blessed me. You know how much they blessed me, man? I was prophesying to everybody in the room. I was like, okay, God, they're open this thing. They're open up this portal. Let's just go. I love those guys. I got some other brothers in here from the uh, House of Grace. I went up there not too long. Y'all, Pastor Keith. Pastor Keith, you, know, my grand- you and Jennifer grandparents now? Come on now. <laughs> but I was up there messing with them brothers. I just went up to get my truck washed. Y'all know I was in Adel. I was trying to go to Carter's Chicken before getting the fighting weight now. Before getting the fighting weight. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was going to Carter's, but I was like, let me get my car washed and let these brothers minister to me. Some of them knew who I was, some didn't. But what I saw was the integrity of some men working and washing people's cars. And they was talking about God and talking about different things. And I just sat there and listened, and it blessed me. They're working to prepare to do a good fight. A good fight. My text is going to come out of uh, Timothy's first and second. The first is going to be second Timothy. I told y'all I was going to get there. Y'all, y'all didn't think I was going to open the Bible up at all, did y'all? I was going to get there. Y'all know Papa was not going to let me do that. But we're going to go out of second Timothy for, let, let's start with verse 7. I think that's why I want to start that. Y'all can catch up to me. I'm not going to wait till everybody get there. They have it on the screen behind me. But uh, 2 Timothy 4, 7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. And this is uh, Paul talking to his, uh, his spiritual son. But if you're going up there, let me read a little more to you before we even get to that. Let me go to, let me start at 4, 1. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and Jesus Christ, who is the judge of the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. But the time will come when they will, in, they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanted to have their ears tickled. They were accumulated, they were accumulated themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires Hmm. and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to miss but be sober in all things endure hardships do the work of an evangelist fulfill your ministry then he said this before he got to seven he said for I am already being poured out as a drink offering in the time of my departure has come. We end up with what I started with. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. I was joking about the silver sneakers. But I like being around people like that because they have went ahead of me. They have done things in life that I have not done. 
they show me things and they have endured things and they have persevered. And I like being around those type of people because I learn and I glean and I get things from them. But I also know this, that a lot of them are going on home. They're transitioning to another place. The age I am now, I got a lot of friends that are going through different health things and burying family members and worrying about their kids in different functions and forms. And I look at them and I say, I'm not where I used to be. Because when I was 20, 25, 30, 35, I didn't think about things like that because I was invincible. I didn't think about getting in fighting shape. I thought I was in fighting shape. I walked around with my chest out and the pep in my step. But then at 40, everything started changing and looking differently. 45, I started not looking at what's going on with me, but what's going on around me. Now at 50 and 54, I don't think about just me, but I want to advance this kingdom of God, and I want a legacy of the Lord to be left behind. See, because what Paul was talking to Timothy about then, he said, look here, I done did my course. I done fought my fight. He said, I'm about to be poured out, but my brother, I'm going to tell you that you just keep it up. You keep on evangelizing. You keep on telling people about the word. You keep on telling people about the Lord. He said, sometimes you need to push away and get by yourself. Cut off some of those electronics and things that you're listening to and get into my word and hear what I got to say to you. Sometimes you need to just be there laying still and just let me minister to you. Don't ask me what's your calling is anything else. Just let me speak to you. Because if I speak to you, I'm speaking into your destiny of who I called you to be. And therefore, when it's time to fight, you can get up and you can fight. Because you have spent time with me. Hmm. Fight the good fight of faith. Evangelize. He said it's going to be hardship. It's going to be times coming on. And I see that. And like I said, at 25, 35, 40, I didn't see it. I remember Papa telling me one time, he said, brother, he said, things are going to look totally different when you turn 50. I'm like, what? I got to wait to 50? I'm like, dude, I want some wisdom now. <laughs> I'm not saying everybody that's 50 is brilliant and have a lot of wisdom. I'm not going to tell you that because, I, being honest, I ain't going to tell you everybody uh, 18 through uh, 40 ain't got none. They got a lot. I know a lot of wise men of God, men and women of God that don't have the age that I have, but they have a, a relationship with the Lord that the Lord has shown them, and they walk in the confidence of destiny of who they are. But what I do see in all of them, I have lessons to learn. No matter who walk, what walk, I have lessons to learn, what to do, what not to do. And you know what? I don't judge them. But I run back to the father and I say, you, you saw that? What you mean about that? What you think? And he'll tell me. Sometimes I say, Lord, can I implement that, what they're doing? He says, you can take a little of that, but that's theirs. That's their flavor. That's why I created them to be. That ain't who I created you to be. I ain't telling you to be an imitation. I told you to be the original you. Who you are. I'm preparing you for your battle, your fight, who you are. And I'm like, what? He said, yeah, brother, you can see that. But just like you know I can do it in them, I can do that in you. But you got to spend that time with me. I spend time at church. I'm a part of a lot of programs. I do a lot of things. I'm busy. I'm probably the most busiest man I know. It's 24 hours in a day, and I probably spend 48 hours in a day. And I try to give everything up. But I realize sometimes you can't do everything. Even if it's a good thing. If it's not a God thing... Or God told me to do things, I back out of it. I, I back out of it. Now, that's one aspect, because I told you I'm one of those guys that do everything. Because I'm not going to give excuses to the people that don't do nothing. See, you don't supposed to be doing nothing anyway. That's too much time, too much stuff. I ain't going to give you that excuse to say you don't supposed to be doing anything. 
but you need to be seeking God for what you need to be doing and not doing. You need to be asking God, is this going to be profitable for me, for my family, for the kingdom? What is it going to help, Lord? What, what am I supposed to be doing with this? Man, take everything to him and what? Prayer and supplication? Hmm. That word got a lot of stuff in it that we're supposed to be using to guide our life, huh? I ain't know that. Told you I was going to walk, so I got real comfortable. That's why I'm off that stage because I was too ways too far away from you guys. Jump into a movie again real quick. I ain't seen neither one of the movies, but I'm just going to jump into them anyway because that's what I saw this morning when I was taking my shower. Have y'all seen Creed and Creed 2? Okay. I haven't. I saw all Rockies. I saw all the Rockies. But y'all know Rocky's not fighting now. He's uh, training and, and doing Creed. He's speaking into Creed. He's speaking into the son of his opponent that he used to fight against. It used to be his enemy that they became friends, but that's who he's speaking into now. But you know what he's speaking into him? Wisdom. He's speaking in what he went through. He's speaking in the things that he went. He ain't trying to tell Creed to be, a, be, be Rocky. He's saying Creed be Creed. He ain't even trying to tell Creed to be his dad, be who you are. <laughs> speaking to people? For real? Into their lives? About the kingdom, about their destiny. Not to tell them to clean up like me. Not to sound like me. Not to act like me. I, I, that's not what I'm supposed to be telling them. I'm supposed to be telling them about the kingdom, about the word, about you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That you were fearfully and wonderfully made, and God has a destiny for each one of you. And the people that you affect, God said they're going to change the world. Not just their world, but the world around them, the people around them. You guys hear that, right? You know you're not where you are just for no, for what, it's just instance. Oh, man, we just happened to go there because this is going to help us. No. Training ground. See, when the boxers go to train, they go to a camp. And when they go in their camp, everything that was normal out there in the real world is separated from them. And they got a lot of things stripped off of them. But when that stuff stripped off of them, what's added to them? They're invincible when they step out there. Again, they don't step alone. They step with people that were in their corner. They stay with people that gave them instructions. They stay with people that they can trust. You're in a place where God is training you to step out and change lives. Not just yours, but the families around you. Just told me to tell you guys all that. I wasn't picking out one, but all of you guys. Ricky, you and Stephanie keep doing what y'all are doing. God said he's ever pleased with you guys. He has not stopped being pleased with you guys. He said, I love you. Your heart is so tender toward me. You always want to please me. He said, I love that. He said, keep speaking to these women and these men because they are being trained to fight a good fight. He <laughs> fight a good fight. Some of them, whoo, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Mm. <sighs> so I use them because I have stood back and watched the camp. I saw the training camp. I saw them boxing. I see them do the thing. I see them teaching parenting skills. I see them speaking into people about getting quiet and, and, and being real and being walking around as men of integrity, writing in their journals and talking and facing the mirror and saying, look, that is me. I am not as pretty as I thought I was. They do that. I have seen that. And you know what? It don't just work in training camp. It works when you leave the training camp. Mm. <laughs> I've been saved a long time. Long time. Haven't been committed that long. Only been committed about since 1992. When I say committed, that means I walk consistently with the Lord. I'm not walking up and taking three steps back. I'm just walking consistently with the Lord. 
Now, since 1992, I promise you that my life has not been all roses. My wife can attest that I'm not always the best husband there is. But I'm going to try to be the best man of God that I can be. And I walk consistently with him. But in that, that's a lot of things that I thought that being a good man would not happen to a good man. And God said, so you're different than my son? You're different than Jesus, huh? So he can go ahead and be persecuted. He can be spit upon. He can be talked about. He can be called everything but the son of God. But you walking as a Christian don't expect none of that to fall upon you. And I gave you an example in the word that it was. He said, because if they did it to me and you are mine, they would do it to you. But you know what my big brother Jesus did not do? He did not throw in the towel. He did not do pity parties. Well, he had one that was almost a pity party when he went into the garden. Y'all know that, right? He almost had one. So I ain't going to tell y'all he didn't do one. But he got there and he came back out. And he came back out and did what he was destined to do. That's going to be things in your life that's going to hurt you. That's going to be people in your life that are going to hurt you. They're going to be very close to you. Don't throw them away. I ain't that, that, how you throw that towel in? Don't throw them away. Because you don't know what God is going to do through you loving them into where God wants them to be. <laughs> hmm. Family, friends are dear to your heart, which means they're dear to God's heart. Because if you're hidden in Christ, sometimes the only Christ they see is you. Now, they would get on your nerve. I got some family members that I don't think I can hang out with no more than three or four days. I'm, I'm telling y'all the truth now. Three or four days, I'm good. I got some brothers and sisters in Christ I can hang out with a month and ain't got no problem with it. But God didn't say, okay, you get to change your family because they didn't got on your last nerve. He <laughs> said, no, you got to love them. Be me to them. Be me to them. I remember he had some brothers and some sisters and some people, and they said, go in there and get that crazy man out of there preaching. Go get him out of there. They were talking about Jesus at that time. You know what? That did not stop him from preaching. That did not stop him from taking the kingdom forward. That did not stop him from going to the cross. That did not stop him. Tell you another secret. He did not stop loving them. He did not stop loving them. He did the same thing for them that he did for me. Thank you, God, that you love me in the middle of the midst of my mess. Hmm. Fight the good fight. Again, this is Paul talking to Timothy. And if we turn to 1 Timothy, chapter 6. This is chapter 6, verse 11 and 12 I'm going to read. It said, but flee from these things, you man of God, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. And... You made the good confession 
in the presence of many witnesses. This is still Paul talking to Timothy even before he got there in 2 Timothy when he's telling him, I did my thing. Now, I keep saying fight the good fight, but I keep reading fight the good fight of faith. But I keep saying fight the good fight. Because at some point, I had to realize I was still trying to do it all on my own. And I was trying to fight the good fight. And I was trying to do everything the right way. And I was trying to get in the word, and I was trying to get this thing, and I was trying to fight the good fight. But every time I read it, it's a fight the good fight of faith. He, he, he said, I kept the faith in 2 Timothy. I kept the faith. I kept the faith. I have a job now. I get to spend a lot of time with Marty. I, I drive in a truck by myself going from place to place. And when I get there, I work with people. I get a, good, a lot of time. I spend time with me. And when I spend time with me, I really have to see me. Because ain't nobody in the car but me and Jesus. And I can't pretend before him and tell him I'm all this in a bag of chips. I, I, I can't go out and say I work in so many places and I minister to so many people. I can't do that in the midst of him. He know me. He know me. And so when I'm sitting in that truck and I was not very pleasant to the person I just left because I was frustrated anxious, I realized that I was not being him to them at that point in time that they needed him. And I could have missed an opportunity not only for them to hear the word, but to be saved. Because my brother asked, he, he said that too, that, 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 that tweaked me. Are you saved? Do you know Christ? Do, do, have you, not just you got the Bible, but do you know what the Bible is really talking about? But see, when I'm driving in that truck sometimes and I'm it's hot. Some places in Moultrie is dirty and dusty. I'm serious. Moultrie, sometimes I'm like, Lord, I, I don't know how I got to this place. So I'm sitting in the truck like this. I just need to wipe my head and just give me a breather right now. And uh, I go in and I have an attitude. And I get out the truck. When I get back in there, he said, brother, you sure did show me, didn't you? I said, I thought I walked in you. He said, you were not a good representation of me that day. You are not good right there. And sometimes when I come I go home, I got two little dogs helping Jesus. They love me unconditionally. They jump in the chair. They recline with me. But you know why I love them so much? They don't never talk back. <laughs> they don't never talk back. They don't never tell me what I need to clean up. They don't never tell me nothing. They just there. I love them. I'm like, I love y'all. Y'all just sit up here with me. But them rascals, every morning, they wake me up, and they jump in like anxious kids on Christmas. I'm like, get out of my face. I just got to bed. I'm not a morning person, if y'all don't know that. Talk to me at 10 o'clock. And make sure I had some coffee before 9 or 10 before you talk to me. I am not a nice person. These dogs are always happy. But they always want a treat. They wake up. He come. Daddy going to give us a treat. Daddy going to give us a treat. But you know what else? When I go to Jesus, I'm happy. I go to him happy. Because he's going to give me a treat. This treat is not like a dog treat. This treat is like, Martin, I love you. Even though you messed up right there, I still love you now. Even though you act a fool with that person right there, I still love you now. You know, you still got an opportunity to get that right because I love you. And you need the next time, next person you talk to, you just be a little more patient with them. And I get a treat. His mercies are new every morning. Every morning, his mercies are new. I get another opportunity. I don't matter where I mess up at, I get another opportunity because his mercies are new every morning. 
fight the good fight of faith. You get to show Christ every morning anew. No matter how good you did the day before or how bad you did the day before, you get to show Christ. My brothers and sisters, you know who want to be seen more than anybody? Christ. You know the only way he can be seen? Look on the side of you. Look behind you. Look in front of you. He can only be seen through you. He can only be seen through you. He can only be seen through you. It's a preacher's job. It's the eldest job. Staff pastor's job. You know who the church is, right? If you don't, everybody raise your hands for me. Just raise your hands. Everybody, raise your hands. Just raise your hands. Everybody raise your hand. You're the church. You're the, you're the church. I, I know Crawford and did that in here, so y'all should have knew y'all was the church, right? Okay, okay. But my point is, you're not just the church, you're Christ. Because you're hidden in him. And when he's saying go out and fight the good fight, he's saying fight the good fight of faith. Because even though Paul said he had finished his course, I know Jesus a couple weeks ago we were celebrating Easter, right? Y'all know what happened, right? He got hooked up, but he didn't stay in the ground. But also he didn't even complain when he was up on the cross. His thing was saying, he was telling one guy he was going to be with him in paradise and telling us to forgive him because they know not what they do. You know what I'm saying? And then when he, he ascended, he gave him directions of what to do and gave him the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to go out and do life. I also told him that I know it's going to press up on you, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> I finished it. Y'all seen the Avenger movie? Yeah, raise your hand. Y'all seen that? I seen it now. I, I'm going. I ain't going to be no spoiler alert to nobody. I ain't going to tell y'all what happened at the movie. But in that book, I'm going to tell y'all what happened. If you read the end of that book that's called the B-I-B-L-E, we win. Y'all, y'all read the end of it, I'm going to tell you that we win, right? So no matter what hell I'm going through on earth right now, I know in the end I win. No matter who's coming up against me or what has happened to me or my loved one, we win. We win. That, that's just the bottom line. The victory is ours. Some of you are battling anxiety. Some of you are battling mental health. Some of you are battling physical health. Some of you are battling things that's going on in your family. Some of you are battling things at your job. You're in a battle. But you're not alone. Now what God told me to tell you, because I got to cut some time for ministry in here, and that's what I wanted to do more than anything, was give your word out and then give us an opportunity to minister to your people at the point of their need. He said, I know some of you have been getting hit for so long that you don't even know a different way of life. You think that's the norm. He said, some of you, you have had me as your reserve backup plan, good luck charm, whatever you want to call it. And when things get rough, you, you're trying to push me aside because you're not coming out the way I, you think I should be responding. He said, some of you have loved ones that you have been praying for for a long time to have sicknesses and illness, and you haven't seen the healing. He said, but keep fighting the good fight of faith. He said, some of you, your relationships with your family has been a strain. Some of you are struggling with who you are. Some of you are struggling with who you are in the Lord. What am I supposed to be doing? How's your thing supposed to go? I'm here to tell you all that God said, I got you. But I'm not going to just tell you, I got you. I'm going to ask the ministry team to come up to the altar. The elders, Rodney, would you come up? Pastors, uh, come up. Because what we want to do more than anything 
is lay hands on you and tell you what the Lord has said. I'm going to give you an opportunity to come up and let them pray on you or pray for you or lay hands on you or pray for you. But in the midst of that, don't worry about what's going on around you. But like I said, when I first started listening to worship, the spirit had already rose up. When Crawford came up and said, I think it's time because their faith is building. I said, God said it's going to marinate. It has marinated. God said, now it's time for you to come and let me talk to you about what you've been asking me about, what you've been afraid about, what you've been hiding from, what you've been holding back. He said, now it's that opportunity for you to come and let me lay hands on you. What you've been struggling with. So I'm going to struggle with this. I remember I just struggled just dealing with my kids. Was I a good enough parent? Was I doing the right thing? Was I leading the right way? Am I too, too, too stuffed, too stern, too strict? It was so many things that I was going through in my head, but God said, trust me with them. I trust him with them. So whatever you're going through, physical, mentally, spiritually, I want you to come up here and give them opportunities to minister to you. Would you put some music on, Judge? Now I'm going to tell you something. God don't do anything by happenstance. And if he's opening it up for you to come in, get up and let God do what God wants to do with you. Is Trish still in? Trish, yeah, come on up because I do want to pray for Dana at time. Come on up, Rick. All right, we're going to pray for you. While they're coming up, you guys can come on up to the altar and let whoever you want to pray for you pray for you. But I do want to pray for these two. She's standing in the gap for Dana. first thing that Jeannie talked about this morning was God said his promises are yes 